and welcome to Empowering Homeschool Conversations. We're so glad to have you with us this evening. And um, we are continuing a month of talking about organization, planning, kind of all those things combined. And of course, we can take a lot of different avenues. Last week, we were talking about technology. And tonight, we're going to talk about data tracking and motivation. Now, if you don't know how those things work together, our guests will be able to help you with that. Um, So tonight, I have um, Rebecca Mueller with me. Welcome, Rebecca. And thank you for taking time out to share with us tonight. Absolutely. I'm so excited to be here Um, I think that the community that you've built is just incredible and to be able to be a part of it tonight is a honor, is a true honor. So thank you. you. Oh, you're so welcome. Um, And I want to thank our viewers. We've got quite a few popping on right now. If you know somebody who would benefit from knowing about motivating their students. Maybe they're complaining and saying, oh, I just don't know if we're going to make it through the end of the school year. <laughs> um, you definitely need to hear what Rebecca has to say. So um, so definitely share this um, link of either the YouTube video you're watching or the Facebook video live um, with a group or a person. Tag them. And um, as we continue on, just know that you can be part of this conversation. That's why we do this live. And just to put your comments, your questions in the feed, and we will get to those as part of our conversations. So, um, so that's um, why we call this a conversation. We're all going to talk together about this topic. And again, it's about data tracking and moving from information to motivation. And so, Rebecca, as we get started, I would just love for you to explain to our audience kind of what you do, why you're passionate about this subject, and... Um, just kind of help us to get to know you a little better as we we dive into this topic. Absolutely. Um, So I have my master's degree in special education and educational Mm -hmm. leadership. Um, I have taught fourth grade, seventh grade. I'm currently at the high school and just by where I am needed the most, I've ended up in the math world. Um, (laughs) So it's been um, a wonderful journey, Um, and one of the first schools that I worked in, I was super excited because we were going to be an international baccalaureate school, and then we didn't pass the state test, and so we had to come up with a way to really motivate our community Mm. and to find ways to bring our test scores up, but there was a lot of anxiety around what what data to Mm -hmm. use, Mm -hmm. what that looked like, how was that directly affecting our our kids? Um, So I just kind of dove right in. um, And what was exciting was that I found things that worked on a school district level, but more importantly, it worked for the individual student. So even though I no longer um, am at that district, I got engaged, I moved back, back home, life happens. Mm -hmm. Um, I've just been very engaged in the whole idea of how to motivate an individual student because the data represents them. The data Mm. shows us where the learner is and where we want them to go. And there's a lot that we can do with it. And um, that has led me to uh, do a lot more with one-on-one tutoring. Um, mm-hmm. I find that many students who have anxiety and some um, right. things, if we can show them and empower them that their data, if there's something that they need to improve and show them how to get there, mm-hmm. it becomes something that they're now a part of. It's not somebody telling them that, that mm-hmm. these are the skills they don't have or giving them a path to get to the place that they they want to be. And in the right. homeschool environment, you really have the ability to customize that, yes. but sometimes we don't know mm-hmm. where to go. Yeah, exactly. Sometimes we can just get overwhelmed with, well, the, this 
this and this and then how do work what do I do fuse first what do, you know what do we emphasize what do we you know work on slowly and it's it's kind of a, a mishmash especially for parents who you know are coming in new to this they have a, like you said a lot of anxiety um, as much as their student if not more um, because you feel like you're going to fail them yet you you want to be able to utilize what you're given the best of your ability and and sometimes you just don't even know where to start so i'm glad that you're here and you're going to give us some, some pointers on on how to do that <laughs> absolutely and you know a lot of that anxiety comes from our own educational experiences when the teacher yes. posted Mm-hmm. everybody's scores and you had to go like this to find where you you were that was a practice that was com- common yeah. the data was just out there and it was competition mm-hmm. and didn't really engage the individual um and i so think true. that a lot yes. of parents choose to homeschool because they don't want their child to just be a number and a data set. And I think mm-hmm. when we hear data, we think of the standardized assessments. We think of average, below, and what that looks like on on, on some scale. Um, and I hope that tonight I'm going to try to show you that data is not just test scores. Mm-hmm. Data mm-hmm. is not just this. You either know it or you don't. It's a it's it's the road. It's the information that helps us to build the road to get us to where we need to go. That's awesome. Yes, I so completely agree. And yes, those unfortunately those test test scores. Carolyn just just said, "Well said." <laughs> and we also have Iona from um, from MA, um, and so we've got some viewers commenting. So thanks, but yeah, it definitely well said because your your child isn't defined by those, those numbers. And, and it may just even be a bad day or they may not test well. And so there's so much in between that we need to be reading. And, um, I think that's a benefit as, as homeschoolers, we know when our children are kind of in those funks and, (laughs) and we see what they do every day versus just one test score to, to show us. So, um, so yeah, I'm, I'm excited um, to get started and glad that um, our viewers are commenting. Definitely continue to engage with us throughout um, our our time together. So would you like me to pull up your slides? Absolutely. Yeah. All right. So I think one of the most important things um, when we're taking the information and trying to move to this idea of motivating the learner. We want to make sure that whatever we're collecting, that the purpose is that we want to make sure that the student knows that we care about them first and the academics second. Because sometimes I think we have this desire to prove that we're learning and there's a standard and there's a state score and, and, and we're concerned about that. But the more pressure that we put on without explaining them and involving them in the process, mm-hmm. you're just going to get more of a shutdown learn, learner, especially when you're dealing with a multitude of, of ability levels. Right. Um, so you know, especially with the pandemic this year, nothing was normal. We all are dealing with a lot more emotional trauma. Our routines are not the same. And that's mm-hmm. kind of how I came about to um, start um, my advocacy net network um, to right. truly to, to, to truly help um, parents and families and communities figure out how to accommodate, to navigate, and, and ultimately be the person to help their child excel. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. the big idea, um, I, I, I did steal this from the Data Quality cam- Campaign, which is a nonprofit down in Washington, D.C., But when students, parents, educators, partners, um, for homeschoolers, any sources that you you use, when you have the right information to make good decisions, that's when the students are going to succeed. 
Right. And we just call it a team. You Absolutely. Know, you have your, your homeschooling team, you have therapists, you have other people, you have to communicate. And, and that's truly, you know, what you're talking about. And I also want our viewers to know, um, Rebecca is sharing some, some sources, but she shared the source links with me already for these. And these are in the YouTube video description. So if you want more information from these places, definitely use those links there. Uh, so as long as whatever you're doing has the student at the center, and I think all students, no matter what the age, mm. they can tell you what they're understanding. A lot of times we forget to ask them. Oh, yeah. You're seeing the work, mm-hmm. and it's important for them to be a part of it because that's how you're going to get a lifelong learner. That's how you're going to get mm-hmm. and someone who's engaged in the work and whether it's social, social, emotional, mm-hmm. the academic, you need to be aware of the process and what you're trying to do. And of mm-hmm. course, that's going to vary based on, on age. Um, but, you know, the parents need, need to know what type of data to collect. Mm-hmm. And that's what I'm going to talk about tonight. But because you can truly be an advocate and a champion for your kid if you un- understand where they are. And I think right. sometimes mm-hmm. we're limited by those test scores. We mm-hmm. just see failing and our heart races mm-hmm. and we're like, yeah. what can can we do? Mm-hmm. But we're not right. looking at the whole picture. We're not looking at how much they've grown, especially if mm-hmm. they had significant delays in the right. beginning of, of, of their process. Mm-hmm. And the only person that knows and can see that truly is the parent. Mm-hmm. And so keeping those documents, a portfolio, yes. um, things like that to show the progress over time mm-hmm. um, is incredibly important. Yes. Um, so what is the purpose of data? Data is mm-hmm. truly the, the, the fingerprint of the learner. And as we all know, fingerprints are different for every person. Yeah. And I think in a larger school system, mm-hmm. we lose sight of that. And we try to get everybody to be this individualized stand, standard Right. Yeah. Just and gonna that, mush you into the right shape. <laughs> and, and that's not a thing. Right. Um, so, you know, it really should give a holistic picture um, mm-hmm. of what works and what doesn't work. Um, yeah. And to, you know, uh, knowing how they did on a worksheet gives you information in that moment, in that time. Yeah. It does not uh-huh. give you the overall picture of their cognitive process, mm-hmm. how they think about things. Um, and that's another thing. So much of data, we're looking to these ed tech com- companies where especially I'm just I'm thinking math because that's the world that I right. live, yep. mm-hmm. live in. By doing the worksheets again and again, if you're not having a conversation to explain Mm -hmm. what strategies you're doing or how you thought about that. Because mistakes are great. I tell my kids, make mistakes all day. Mm -hmm. As long as you're willing to come back and communicate or at least try to, you know, what were you thinking? How can we go about that? How can we make it better? And of course, depending on the levels, you have to adapt what that looks like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's like we almost assume that osmosis is going to happen sometime between the first worksheet and the the second you know iteration of the same worksheet, and right. and again it's it's learning. Learning requires interaction and teaching, <laughs> not just rep- repetition. Yep. it's a process. It's not about the product, you know. Mm-hmm. And we hear that and we say that. I don't know how often it's writ large put into to practice. Yeah. So I think one of the main problems mm-hmm. is that so much of the data is performance oriented where it's yes. grade based. Mm-hmm. The only thing a grade does is compare you to how the others in in the class or the grade 
love level. It tells you if you got it right or wrong and yeah. that's it. Mm-hmm. And what I've seen in my 12 years in education, yeah. when you start to not do well, you continue to not do well. Yes. And when it gets hard, you give up, you shut down. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, that control is with the teacher. I yes. can't tell you how many mm. times you gave me a C. Well, I, I didn't give you a C. Here's what we actually did. Here's mm-hmm. the work that you, you know, went went through. And, you know, I think there has been some... Uh, there's been a lot of the literature to try to go to like a standard space, which I'm going to talk a little bit more about, mm-hmm. but I think we're programmed to be like, an A plus is good. And what yeah, did I get? That's what we grew up with. Yeah. It's, uh-huh. And it's really hard to change that. Mm-hmm. And I think that parents sometimes when it's different, they want to support their child, children, no mm-hmm. matter what, being a parent, you never want to, like, you want to make sure that they're getting what they need. And if you yeah. are used to A's are good, the gold star is good, mm-hmm. and you're not seeing that there's more to the story, you don't know the full full story. Exactly. So this is why yeah. mastery-oriented um, you can call it stand standards based, but I'm, I'm going mm-hmm. a little bit broad, broader here. It's yeah. about the competency and the development of the skills. Mm. I like to use the words, you know, you're emerging, you're yeah, a novice, exactly. mm-hmm. you're, you know, until you get to that mastery and truly mm-hmm. have you ever mastered a skill there's always something new exactly that's a good way to put it yes Mm -hmm. um but with the performance base it's like oh I got an A I can shut it off I did well I'm done and they forget that you got to keep going Mm -hmm. um and so I think that with that mastery you're only comparing the work to yourself it's helping to build an intrinsic um, motivation mm-hmm. and to give purpose to what you're doing. Yeah. Working with a lot of um, kids who um, chose to be homeschooled this, this past year mm-hmm. um, due to just not being comfortable with right. the virus and knowing what, a lot of that. what to yes. do. <laughs> it was like, teaching them that they had control of what we were going to learn and how here are the skills that I'm looking for, but here are your options Mm. of Mm -hmm. how we can do that. Right. They kept saying, but what do you want me to do? Uh, Yes. Here's Uh the rubric. This is what we're going to do. Like, here are some ideas I'll help Mm -hmm. you through. But, you know, when it's student driven, driven mm-hmm. I think some of our students are afraid of that and I think some of the adults are afraid of that because they could right. go in a direction that might teach us mm-hmm. and that's okay exactly that's okay um mm-hmm. so um I really like um that kind of picture um well, and yeah. it, it, it's not just collecting things but it's what you're doing with it So if you're going to have a checklist um, of standards, right, you're going to use your state standards because at least that gives us some sort sort of guide. And you're going to take those and you're going to show the progress over time Mm -hmm. because you don't want to practice the things that you already know. (laughs) And what do kids do when when they have a choice? Mm -hmm. They're going to do the thing that they're good at again and again and again, and they're going to avoid Right, exactly. What's difficult. Mm -hmm. And that's why showing their process and giving them a why. When you say, hey, I I know that your multiplication facts, you're a master. Mm -hmm. We got to go back and make sure that you know them with division too. And oh man, it's okay. Mm -hmm. But we're going to come, come back to that. And, and, and to, to, I think there's something too about whether you make it visual if you put the data on the wall, 
make it a visual chart to show them. I think we all like that. I know with 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 my Fitbit, mm-hmm. like when I oh, get yeah. to 10, 10,000 steps, there's uh-huh. this little endorphin rush, right? Right, exactly. So mm-hmm. all of that stuff matters. And mm-hmm. when we just have, you know, check marks in a notebook, that's not the same as then collecting it, showing us what we've mm-hmm. done and what that looks like. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I, I love that you talk about, you know, having those those conversations and stuff too. Um, my daughter is taking her very first online class, self-paced. And um, not always, well, I have to say the class isn't the greatest setup because sometimes she'll take a quiz and then she said in the next section, she actually learned the fact that was in the quiz previous. <laughs> and so when she comes down and I see the test score because it sends it to my computer, she has a discussion with with me about how I never really saw that. And then a week later, she'll say, oh, yeah. And then that that thing that I missed here was here. And so you do, you know, the mastery. But, you know, so like that performance thing is almost like secondary in our house. And she knows that. And I think it empowers her to move forward, to take the quiz anyways, and to just realize, you know, it's, it's going to test me on what I know, what I don't know, but, um, but maybe it's not going to be that fair, but that's okay. I'm, I'll be able to explain it later. Um, and I think having those, that open conversation as a parent with your child, you know, whatever they're learning, because they may have read the question wrong or, or a whole bunch of other things and they may have mastered it, but again, the test might not show mm-hmm. what they know. And it is a mindset, right? Like mm-hmm. a Carol Dweck's book, The Mindset, you know, the fixed mindset versus the growth. That's really mm-hmm. what performance and the mastery looks at, um, you know, that we didn't learn it yet. Mm-hmm. We're going to get there. Like, I love when a student comes to me for a tutoring session and they're like, well, I don't know this yet. And I'm like, oh, I get to teach you tonight, you know? <laughs> it's like, if you knew it all, there'd be no reason for you to go to school. Right, exactly. Go, go into the world. And, mm-hmm. and and I think, too, this creates a love of the learning that they can pick up anything and then learn yes. it. Mm-hmm. And that's why not just sticking to, I'm going to make a checklist for math. Mm-hmm. I'm going to take a, I'm, I'm going to make a checklist for, um, you know, how much water you drank today and getting mm-hmm. those life skills in. We're going to, mm-hmm. we're, we're going to do some things to talk about our emotions mm-hmm. and, 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 and to track that and to reflect and really be a reflective in what we, we you, you do each day. Yeah, that's that's really what that data is all about, isn't it? It's about reflecting on on just progress and 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 progress against yourself. I, I think that's what I've heard you talking about is that we're not comparing to this data set of this average or but it's this this child and again it is that motivation. Oh, I can see myself doing better. So um, it it just makes you want to do more. Yeah, I mean and. And that's the goal, you know, mm-hmm. uh, there's always going to be sit situations or a subject that will just be difficult. Right. And that's when you call up your resources and say, uh-huh. help me. Right. And you have an amazing group to, you know, mm-hmm. to troubleshoot and to talk things through. Because especially when it's your own kid, it's just harder. It, it just is. is. Yes. You take it so personally. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yep. So this is where I love this mod model. This is called the Baldridge model. Um, it was actually created for healthcare sy- systems, and it's used a lot in the social se- sector. Okay. Certain schools have adapted it in um, their build buildings, and this is the thing that I found and brought to Mount Vern- Vernon when our school. Our data was really down and we're, you know, we were worried about fun funding. And what it does is that it's plan, do, study, act. So PDSA. Hmm. And what you're doing is that you're setting goals 
you're discussing how to get there. Okay. Mm -hmm. Sometimes that's a pretest. Yes. Sometimes it's a, hey, this is what we're going to learn. Let's look at it together. What do you think you're going to know? What are some things that you've never seen? And what are some things that you're like, uh, like that just, uh, I, I want to know more about that. Or sometimes in science, you'll do like a, the KWLL chart, what I know, what I want to know. And then we come back and it's what we, we, we learned. So these ideas have been around in education forever, but I like the way that this does it because it, notice that it never ends. Right. Exactly. So we're going to make a plan. Then we're going to do the plan. Cause really this, you could take this and do the scientific method with it, right? It's it's a process that helps us to see what worked and what didn't. It's how we write our thesis and the dissertations. Hmm. We have to observe, we have to gather. Right. And once we do that, then we can get to the empowerment piece. Mm-hmm. So once we do it, we're, we're, we're really going to document what the scores were, mm-hmm. how that went against the goal. Then you take a test, you look at it. All right, so what did we do well? What and didn't go go well? And then we decide, okay, so what are we doing next? Right. And this is really Mm -hmm. great for planning too. Like I, even though this is not like I'm not at a Baldridge school, Mm -hmm. once I learned this, it just became a part of how I do things. That's awesome. It's how Mm -hmm. I do my chores around the house. Like, well... I tried to clean the entire house in two hours on a Saturday. That's not going to work for me. Uh-huh. I'm going to have to do a little bit each day because mm-hmm. otherwise I'm burnout. And then I just wasted the one day that I have off. Right. right. Mm-hmm. So really it becomes this, um, it almost creates this learning community in mm-hmm. your home within mm-hmm. yourself of, you know, hey, you know, uh, mommy is really working hard right now to carry out my my plan. Mm-hmm. This is my goal. So I really need you to help me with this. So it becomes a language. It becomes how mm-hmm. how you can use this for a problem. I, I remember, you know, we're going to have a family meeting, you know, and everybody has to come. And sometimes there wasn't a clear, okay, well, what now? Right. This Mm -hmm. gives you a guide. Mm -hmm. Um, So some of the tools to actually collect the data, to put it in a binder, to be able to review Mm -hmm. it are Mm -hmm. things like a plus minus Delta chart. Mm -hmm. So um, this is where you sit down with whatever the problem might be. And you say, okay, so what went well? You list mm-hmm. that in the pluses. Mm-hmm. What didn't go so so well? That goes in the minuses. And a lot of times mm-hmm. in reflective charts, it stops there. And this is what I love. The delta means change. Ah, uh-huh, yes. What can we change to make it better for next time? Mm-hmm. And you can use this each day. You can use it at the end of a lesson, at the end of the week, the unit. I know um, I use it often, even with my high school kids, at the end of, we have like a six-day day cycle. Okay. So at the mm-hmm. end of the six-day cycle, I just want you to take five to ten and minutes. I just want you to reflect on how you did, right? Oh, yes. Sometimes mm-hmm. it's not about how they did. It's about how the class did. Mm-hmm. And we look at the debt. Well, what what was good and what was not, you know, mm-hmm. oh, well, we had the fire drill or whatever right. it is that, <laughs> that goes on in a, a normal school day. Um, but it really creates a culture of learning and reflecting. Mm-hmm. I actually um, did this at the bottom of all of my lesson plans. So you make a plan 
And as mm-hmm. we know, things usually don't go as we imagine. Oh, yes, exactly. <laughs> some therapists in the house or a schedule change mm-hmm. or somebody gets sick and now their medication's off and been there, yep. done that. Mm-hmm. Yep. So it really allows the adult to be like, all right, it allows it to for, from going from frustration Mm-hmm. to more of a facilitation. And the thing is, this is you, I mean, think about it. In a hospital, if things are going wrong, you better find a way to fix it. Right. And yes. it gives this, it's not a blame cycle. It's not, mm-hmm. well, you didn't turn in your your work and I'm frustrated and I'm trying it. It's not mm-hmm. about that. It's about a conversation to say, all right, so this is not working. Mm-hmm. What can we do? You can even use it in your relationships. Oh, yes. Uh, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. When this is not working, what What about this situation went well? Yeah. What made me feel a certain way? Mm-hmm. And this is what I would really love to to change to make that better. Mm-hmm. Well, um, I can see how this is, you know, instead of having a, it's instead of it being a pass-fail every day. Mm-hmm. It's uh let's try this as an experiment. And I can see how that would, you know, as you were talking earlier about be creating a lifelong learner, you are creating that that self-check, that that how can we learn, how can we grow in in a consistent manner outside of the the learning itself, but in improving the learning structure. And I will say, it takes some time. Like mm-hmm. anything, That's you have point. to build it. Mm-hmm. So there's going to be resistant to anything that's new. Because I remember as a young teacher, oh, I learned a new trick. And you bring it uh, in and you're like, I don't no. want to do, do, do that. And you're like, but I'm excited about it. And you mm-hmm. take it personally. And you just have to be, whatever you do, it's the hardest thing. But you got to be consistent. Because mm-hmm. there's so many bells and whistles and things to improve. This is the one thing. It doesn't take any money. Mm-hmm. You could do it on the computer. You could do it on, right. you could just talk about it. You could do mm-hmm. it on a chart. I do find it better when um, you keep tabs. So like we had a notebook and mm-hmm. the kids would actually be like, Mrs. Muller, can I look at the Delta note notebook? I'm like, yeah, sure. And they're like, wow, that was a really bad day. And they like, <laughs> laugh. And then they'd be like, oh, but wait, but we did a lot on Mm. that day. And it's just good to see that because the day-to-day, especially in pandemic, everything just is kind of blurred together. Exactly. Yes. And we can get so focused on what didn't work and not even remember the good stuff. Uh, For sure. And that's just psychology. That's just Mm -hmm. how we're we're, we're all wired. Right. Another way, um, when when you're having... um, an issue, or if this is just a question, I like to do these. So, so this is called um, an it, an affinity di- diagram, okay. where you just kind of brain dump. Mm-hmm. So, um, now this was one that I found on online, but what I found, like uh, before a kid has to take a test, mm. brain dump. Everything that you know about Egypt, right? And they write down in every single idea that they have, they write down on a separate note. And they put that on on there. And then you take this and you actually group it into the different categories. And what's great about this Mm -hmm. is that if you use different color post-its okay Mm -hmm. you could do this as a Mm pre-test a check-in and then a post-test and any information that they're missing is something that they didn't retain Mm -hmm. so it's Mm -hmm. a different way to do an assessment but it's showing the the learning Mm -hmm. there's all great ways to um think think about this and and that's something that you know you, you gotta make it work for whatever program you're do doing right you don't yeah. have to get a baldridge 
pro program to do this. This works for anything. Yeah. Oh yeah. I could definitely, unit studies would be awesome. You know, just. Mm -hmm. Um, keeping track of strategies, those little stickers, those little Mm -hmm. blue dots with the colors are amazing Hmm. because those pink dots were what we used on week one. Okay. The yellow dots were what we used on week two. Mm-hmm. So we can see how we're building skills. Right. And this is data. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's visual and we can see it and we can say, you know what? We, we really, um, you know, why didn't the counters work for us? Mm-hmm. If that lesson, if that's not working or if that's not a strategy, guess what? There's a ton of ways to do math. There's not one one way. My my um, saying that I use with all the kids is, you know, I actually live close to the school that I uh, work at. Mm-hmm. And well, you know, some days I want to walk to school, so I get from my house and I walk through the park. Mm-hmm. But some days it rained and it's muddy, so I'm going to go the long way and I might go grab a coffee. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, or some days I'm lazy and I get in the car because I just want to get get there and be be, be done. Right. At the end of the day, the only goal is that I get to work on, on time. Exactly. It doesn't matter how I get there. Mm-hmm. I have op- options. I just want to make sure that you're getting to that place that you need to, to, to be. Yeah. And mm-hmm. it's this like... Oh, because I think especially in, 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 in math, we think that we have to do it a certain way. And that's all the hubbub mm-hmm. about the common core. And that's not how I learn, learned right. it. People get yeah. so upset. It's just a different way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it doesn't mean that they you. have to, but that's right. where I think the problem is. We mm-hmm. make kids, you have to do it this way for the, te- well, maybe that's not how they think about it. Right. Exactly. Yep. And I think that was the right a learning process. It's consistent. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so true. And then um, the same thing here is um, I think it's really important to track emotions mm-hmm. and how we feel. That there's things that it's okay to not be confident in the beginning if you don't know mm-hmm. it. You shouldn't be, Right. Right. We mm-hmm. need to accept that, like, that feeling of vulnerability of not knowing. Mm-hmm. And I think we exactly. all struggled with that mm-hmm. in this last year. We want to know, well, what's it and going to be? And I think this, using data, mm-hmm. we can track to see how the more we learn we're going to be conf- com- confident and become a better a learner. Yes. And what is great, mm-hmm. you know, if when, when we're talking about social, emotional learn learning, it really has to be a part of this. Yeah. We can't forget about that. We mm-hmm. can't forget that, you know, how we're feeling affects our prefrontal cort- cortex. It really does. Like mm-hmm. our... Uh-huh. Neuroscience has shown that. So we need mm-hmm. to bring that in to our teaching. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And so and I know a lot of thing to be able yeah. to share and to, to talk about, because um, especially when if you're in a group of children and they can share with each other those those things or even as family members, just that. We're, we kind of all feel this way. It's not just you, but it's, it's the whole group. So um, it, yeah. it, it makes you feel just more comfortable saying. And you know, yeah. why don't kids raise their hand? They're afraid to be wrong. Mm-hmm. No, nobody wants to be wrong or to say the wrong thing. It's uncomfortable. You don't, mm-hmm. feel, but if you talk about that and you make yes. that a part of that learning, like I mm-hmm. tell the kids when it hurts, you're doing it right. It's like when you go to the gym, mm-hmm. if you did the same routine every day, you'd be great at that routine. But guess what? You're not getting stronger. Right. Exactly. Only little parts of you are. <laughs> right. You have to change what you're 
doing and diversify and try mm-hmm. a different way. And sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't, but that's all a part of the process. Exactly. And as a so homeschool true. parent, mm-hmm. you have the ability to do that. I think we mm-hmm. get nervous if we do want to go back to the school district. Oh, what yes. information that's, do I have to have? Anxiety. Right. Mm-hmm. If you have this in a binder, yeah. If you put it, and now you can really, I think, I hope that we're going more towards like a digital portfolio to really Mm -hmm. see the full child, Um, because standardized testing. I mean, there has to be a better way. Mm -hmm. You know, the ed tech world come up with something (laughs) that we can see actual growth. And I save Mm -hmm. everything. And I love looking back at like my journal from second grade and being like, ah, look at that, you know? And I think it's important for kids too to look back at their work. How many times Mm -hmm. at the end of the year do we put these beautiful portfolios together and they're about to, you know, we're cleaning the classroom and they go, can I throw this out? I'm like, I'll keep it. No, no, no. It's mine. Mm -hmm. Because we did did this together. No, no, no. I'm keeping it. And they're like, okay. And, Mm -hmm. you know, sometimes I'll send it home or, you know, make sure it gets there. But it's it's important to look back. It is. Yeah. We had a guest a couple weeks ago on organizing your classroom for success. And she gave some great tips on how to do that as an unorganized person. So if you're, you're feeling like I need, how do I keep all this stuff? Go back to that podcast or that, that oh, um, video and, and watch, watch that. Cause she had some really good ideas. So yeah. Perfect. So right true. on yeah. theme. Mm-hmm. Look at us go. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, and once again, this whole cycle, this was meant for healthcare, but the whole idea is that we're constantly taking that feeling like, mm, I don't think this is working for my kid. Yeah. That like hunt, that, hearing, <laughs> that idea and that feeling mm-hmm. and like, okay, but I don't know how to prove that it's not working or yes. maybe if we just stick mm-hmm. with it, this allows you to see, well, if you keep going and it's still not working, mm-hmm. you're allowed to change it. It's okay. Just because we purchased Mm -hmm. that thing. And sometimes it's because we're like, no, no, no. I bought Mm -hmm. this program. We're doing it to fidelity. If it doesn't work, it doesn't work. Exactly. And it stinks, but it's okay. Or maybe it's it's just a season. It's not going to work. You can put it away, bring it back out later. Absolutely. Or Mm -hmm. it needs to be supplemented with something else. Or Mm -hmm. it just has to come from another person's mouth. Because I know that happens Mm -hmm. a lot too. That parents are just like, Rebecca... If you could just say the same thing that I just said, he'll listen to you. Right. <laughs> Why that's true, who knows? But know. we all know that it's true. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, so, and this is the whole idea, right? You got to look mm-hmm. at the past to know where you, you are so that you can plan for the future. And I really want to exactly. change the mindset that data is not just one more thing to do. Mm-hmm. If you're collecting the right things, then you have the things on your plate to make the decisions. It's about decision making. And if you're in Mm -hmm. your home or you're trying to get back into a district or you're thinking about leaving a district or whatever Mm -hmm. that looks like for you, I will repeat this a thousand times. Parents are the ultimate decision maker. Yes. Mm-hmm. You are the ones that can say yay or nay. Mm-hmm. You should listen, gather the information, do a little plus minus delta in your mind. Mm-hmm. You are the one that is making the decision for your child because you know your child best. Yes. Oh, amen. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah. And and to, to use that... Um, that advocacy power. Um, I think we often feel belittled. And I know you were talking about this ahead of time, you know, all these virtual IEP meetings are now making parents feel more empowered um, because they they feel like they're coming in maybe a little more on a level playing field, but they always have been. I think it's just hard to sometimes voice that I'm my child's expert 
And mm-hmm. um, so thank you for reiterating that. <laughs> and sometimes it's hard to say that. And that's why you reach out to a trust. You're allowed to have mm-hmm. anybody at the, at the meeting, especially now, like tomorrow, I'm going to be in a meeting with somebody many states away. Mm-hmm. But all I have to do is click a button. And so I'm a trusted person for that child who right. can speak about him based mm-hmm. on our past year together. Yeah. And I don't have to get on a plane mm-hmm. to be there, you know? So that's, I, I think there's a lot of good that can, can come from, from this and, and, and to have, and parents talk to one another and to really share what the experiences were. It's so important exactly. to build that community. I, I, mm-hmm. I just, I really, I, I love what you're do doing here. Um, and just like, and again, it goes back to what you were talking about at the very beginning, focused around the child. Absolutely. Because if it's not, if it's mm-hmm. about the program, we're doing it wrong. If it's about the placement, we're doing mm-hmm. it wrong. It, it has to be about the child. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, I know a lot of you are probably um, familiar with, with this, but whatever goal you make, just keep in mind the SMART goals, right? Mm-hmm. It needs to be specific. You need to be able to measure it in some way, right. all right? You want to make sure that it's achievable, which is sometimes mm-hmm. hard to know. Yeah. Um, and it's trial and error uh-huh. and error and yeah. error and trial. <laughs> yeah. Right? And for it to be realistic for the time and then also to have some sort of way like, okay, we're going to try this for three months. We're doing this this thing for three months, whatever that is. Mm-hmm. And just to always go back to that cycle. And also, if you're gathering this, if you need help to write SMART goals, mm-hmm. every IEP system out there is pretty much SMART goal-based. Mm-hmm. So if you get the language together on how to make those goals, then now you're also speaking the same language language to try to bridge those, um, those gaps. Exactly. And on our page on our website at spedhomeschool.com, we have an IEP template and part of the, the description on how to fill that template in, we have goal banks that you can just go to and there's thousands of them already written for you. So the getting that language again, like Rebecca said, it's mm-hmm. out there. There's a lot of them. <laughs> yeah. I mean, sometimes we feel like we're reinventing the wheel Mm-hmm. But really, you're just customizing your own yes. wheel. That's a good way to so, put it. So, uh-huh. you know what I mean? Like, you're going to paint it the colors that uh-huh. match you, but mm-hmm. the wheel's there. Right. It's already yeah. there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so, anyway, um, I guess, you know, just to kind of explain a little bit more about what I, I do, yes. um, my awesome. my company is called Exceptional Chill Children Exceptional Learning. Um, and, you know, I do have par- parent co- coaching, helping with some of that digital organization, like, like you just spoke about, mm-hmm. um, helping just get the curriculum design off the road. That's my favorite thing mm-hmm. to do, to sit down, to talk about the kids, to talk about the family and just help them find what those things are. Um, and to Mm -hmm. kind of get started. I think that's, Mm -hmm. we're always afraid to start. And I think just having someone with you at the beginning, Mm -hmm. my goal is to let you go and fly and just go Mm -hmm. and experience it. Um, and then also how to do some of the data inflammation that I talked about. Mm -hmm. And then of course, one on on one. So, um, certified K through 12 in mathematics, as well as the ink. English and my favorite thing to do is study skills and working with kids with anxiety mm-hmm. and all of those awesome. things and working out those emotions tied mm-hmm. to the academics. Right. Um, yeah. So please, please, please reach out. Um, yeah. my um, if you're, if you're listening on the podcast, I'm just going to give you the the website okay. for um, so you can find Rebecca because you won't be able to see the screen here. But it's educator. Mueller. It's E-D-U-C-A-T-O-R-M-U-L-L-E-R.org. So, and you can also go to our um, YouTube channel and you'll find that link there as well. Um, And one of the other things that I'm excited to share um, is that 
some other places you can find me is typically on Wednesday nights at 7 p.m. Eastern time. Um, mm-hmm. I host my own show. Um, it's been awesome. weekly for a while. It's going to be weekly up until June 30th. And I'm very excited to announce that Peggy will be on speaking to our community. I'm excited about that. Yeah. So um, I believe that was one of the links. um, And that Mm -hmm. is on. It's May 19th. May 19th. Thank you. Um, Mm -hmm. And so, and then the other thing, if you are on Clubhouse on Sundays at 1.30 p.m. Eastern time, um, this new little app has been an amazing place for educators to get together to talk about all things special ed, global ed, ed tech. And I, what I would really love is to see some more par- parents to really engage in these conversations that we wish we could have and sometimes don't. Mm-hmm. Um, and so if you need an invite, because it's currently invite only, mm-hmm. let me know. I do have several several. So once again, reach out educatormahler at gmail.com. Um, the, all of the shows um, for ECEL are available on Eventbrite. Um, you can sign up in advance, you get the notifications. Um, and it's just a wonderful way, just like this, but mm-hmm. to have those true discussions and conversations right. and not just to sit and get and just feel like you have to write down a thousand things mm-hmm. about exactly. those connections mm-hmm. that you're going to keep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's great. So, yeah. yeah going to definitely stay connected because um, we're and it's been difficult this last year in in doing that and finding those correct connections and um, and following up so um so i see that people can find you on pinterest linkedin and twitter at at um educator mueller so that um definitely good to be able to to find those um because i'm sure you're you're sharing things constantly um about what you're doing and and that's so just to follow her absolutely and it just for me it's knowing you know what's the term we're not in the silos like Mm -hmm. they used to say no teacher is an i island but truly you walk into the doors you shut your door and those kids are yours Mm -hmm. and that natural sharing um not everything can be found on line on a down download Mm -hmm. it could get you close it's that wheel right right but sometimes you need somebody to help you make it work for whatever it is that you're trying to do because it's not just about the academic it's the emotional it's the mm-hmm. social the social is going to be difficult for a lot of kids to get back to or maybe mm-hmm. not they're probably just so excited yeah. <laughs> to get back to, to a social maybe reining in some of the uh, social but right. it's about the whole picture and um mm-hmm. if there's one thing that I can kind of I, I I hope somebody out there is listening and is going to come up with that tool or, you know, until we can value developmental levels and emotional Mm -hmm. development. And unfortunately, Mm -hmm. I don't think we'll value it until there's a score because it's just how it's worked. But until we're not going to get to the places that we want to be. Mm -hmm. Um, I really believe that um, when I used to work in um, uh, for a a, a private com- um, an organization that would try to get the student from the least restrictive environment of the home back to the school. Mm-hmm. Um, y- you know, it, it, academically, sometimes they were performing above grade level. But right. how do you make that fit when developmentally they're mm-hmm. not quite there? And there's not always a perfect placement for a child, but together Mm -hmm. you can create something Mm -hmm. and it's that team approach and sometimes you gotta just be that strong ad ad advocate you gotta Mm -hmm. be the squeak squeaky wheel and it's okay because it's for your kid right it's okay yeah yeah it's it's better to to get out there say something than to say oh i wish i would have said because yeah you don't want to be 
be letting that cycle through your mind of what, what could have changed if I just would have spoken up. And if you get that, you go home and you make a plus minus right, exactly. and you on it and you think about it and, uh-huh. um, and you change it next time. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love that. Well, this has been so insightful, Rebecca. I just appreciate um, you taking us out of this linear approach to learning instead of this cyclical, constant, continuous, you know, I think we all strive for that lifelong learner, but then we kind of go, well, how do I take the textbooks and the typical way of learning and make this work? And it doesn't, but it can if we change our approach as you talked with us tonight. And I just um, thank you for opening our eyes um, to that. I, um, I hope it will bless many for, um, for listening and watching those. Um, Carolyn said, um, she goes, have a great night, ladies. I'll share this with my homeschoolers. Thank you, Carolyn. I appreciate that. Um, so yeah, we've had quite a few viewers and I just um, really just thank you for for sharing what you've learned. I, you know, that's what we all do. We, we learn and we grow and then we share so others can learn and grow and share. And, um, and that's why you created your community and of course, why we've created ours. So, so thank you so much, Rebecca. I'm looking so forward to being on your show in May. Yes. Um, and, and um, interacting with your audience. We do have an interaction, um, you know, on here a little bit, but um, if you haven't heard yet, we just launched the Empowered Homeschool Network and we're doing live webinars, which like Rebecca was talking about, um, where some of the SPED homeschool team, which are educators, I am not, I'm a physicist. Um, I, I just host this show and I learn as I'm going. Um, and I say, oh, I wish I would have done that when I homeschooled my kids. <laughs> but um, we're all learning together. Um, but this coming Friday, um, one of our educators at SPED Homeschool will be teaching about how to homeschool your struggling student through high school. And she'll be taking your questions live while that webinar is happening. So definitely check out empoweredhomeschool.org. Um, I'm sorry. Yeah, empoweredhomeschool.org for that. Um, and then next Monday night, um, another one of our educators, um, Dawn, is she loves being able to tell parents how to change up their curriculum and make it work for their student and customize it. So she's going to be talking about all about how to take what you already have and use it for your specific student. And so that's Monday night next week. And so you can find, again, those webinars on empoweredhomeschool.org. And so, so next week we're going to continue talking about organization and I have to look at my notes to see what we're talking about because they change every week. Um, We're going to talk about finding the homeschool planning approach for your family because there's a lot of them out there and your family's unique. So um, our guest is going to talk with us just about what might be best for you and what are the pluses and minuses? She said she's been through probably all of them before she figured out what worked for her family. So best person to learn from. Again, back to what Rebecca was talking about. We learn from what we do right and what we do wrong and we change as we go. So um, so thank you, Rebecca, for sharing. Um, thank you so much, Peggy. And um, just uh, blessings on all of your um, continued work with educators and parents and and changing you know making people aware that what we were doing before can change and it can be for the better and um, I'm excited to see that that's happening on on lots of different educational fronts and so um, we want to encourage that and and so because some of our parents are homeschooling for a while and some of them are in for the long term but um, whatever we can change and learn from and grow is is going to help us all so, Absolutely. so um, yeah. So everybody, thank you for joining us. Um, definitely check out also our new reviews and unboxings on our YouTube channel. We just started that, Ooh. and so, um, <laughs> so you want to see some new curriculum, some of our partners. Um, we've got those, and we've got a whole bunch more that are in the the queue now. They'll be coming out. And if you want to take part in being part of our review crew, you can watch one of those videos and go down and apply to to try out new curriculum and do reviews for us so um so that's something new we just started that sounds like a lot of fun it is things to do that is awesome so we're getting our hands on stuff and and showing you what what's in there because you can't go to a homeschool conference anymore and and actually put your hands on it and so um well there are 
there are conferences coming up that you can go to in person. I'll be starting those in May. So um, I'm hoping I'll be able to see a lot of you while I'm out traveling this summer. But um, but if you can't get out and travel and if health conditions keep you um, at home, at least there's a way for you to see curriculum um, now on our YouTube channel. So yeah, very exciting. So, well, thanks again, Rebecca, and thank you all for, for joining us on Empowered Home, Empowering Homeschool Conversations, and we'll see you again next week, um, right here, same time, same place. So, bye, everyone. This is Perseus Poku, host of the Sound Reasoning Ministry podcast. Learn how to share and defend your faith by listening to us weekly. Subscribe at lifeaudio.com.